Welcome back, you guys, with to another episode of Without a Trace. It's been a while since we dropped in any episode. You know, yeah, we dropped uh, three or four trailers over the weekend, but, you know, not an actual episode until today, Monday. Now, this before we jump into this case, I want to thank you guys for your patience, and your support as listeners to this podcast. Thank you for everything that you do for this podcast as well, because without you guys, you wouldn't get these episodes, and I probably wouldn't be doing this podcast. And without further ado, you know, if you haven't followed us on Facebook do so. This is the area where we, you know, put out our updates with our podcast, whether it's a a hit of what the next episode is to, you know, whenever an episode or trailer releases to upcoming new series, so on and so forth. Go follow our Facebook page, After Dark Coast Coast Killers. And if you haven't been notified, Make sure that you're notified. It's as easy as literally getting up in the morning, making your breakfast, playing with your dog. Whenever you hit follow with our podcast, you should be prompted to get notified. And depending on how I ask you, you can slide over the dot to the other side. Or you can just say, yes, I want to be notified. And I hope you guys are just having a great day today. Or a start of a morning or whatnot. And hopefully your day continues going as you want it and as planned. But without further ado, let's get into this episode. Now, this is a weird episode. Um... It's different from what I actually had on the schedule. I was going to do uh, David Blake. But I found this one a lot more interesting. And a lot more mysterious. And I'm going to explain why as we get into this podcast. This guy's case still hasn't been solved. He has never been found. And the security footage that I had found on YouTube may never get answers. I'm just going to be honest. We're going to review that video evidence of the security footage from the airport. So let's get right into this and let's talk about Lars Matank. He was a German man who disappeared on July 8th of 2014 near Varna Airport in Varna, Bulgaria. Metek was vacationing at the Golden Sands Resort when he was involved in a fight and was subsequently unable to fly home with his friends for health reasons. Metek was witnessed 
acting strangely while alone in Bulgaria, and days later disappeared into the forest around Varna Airport for reasons unknown. He has been missing, I don't know if this is updated, but for seven years, four months, 25 days, could be more, um, and he just hasn't been found. So let's see here. So on June 30th, 2014, Lars traveled with his friends to Varna, Bulgaria. The vacation at the Golden Sands, a seaside resort just outside of the city of Varna. On July 6, 2014, Matank and his friends were at a bar in town and he got into a disagreement with some other German nationals under, over football. He was a fan of the football club, Werder Bremen, had differences with fans of Bayern Munich, and he then parted from his friends outside a restaurant after leaving the bar and disappeared for the rest of the night. Matink turned up at the resort the following morning, and he told his friends he was beaten up by four men hired by the group in the bar whom he disagreed with the night before. He suffered an injured jaw and a ruptured eardrum. He went and saw a doctor who advised him not to fly due to his injury and prescribed the antibiotic uh, Ceprozil, I think it's pronounced, 500 milligrams. The tank friends wanted to stay with him, but he assisted. He was fine on his own and told them to stick with the original travel plan and fly home. Matank checked out the re- resort, or checked out of the resort, I should say, the same time as friends and checked into the hotel Color Varna. However, a day after his friends left, he began to act oddly and his erratic behavior was recorded by the hotel's closed circuit television security cameras. He spent only one night in that hotel during which he was he appeared paranoid and frightened. While at the hotel, Matink called his mother. In a whisper he stated that four men were coming to kill him and that she should cancel his credit cards. He was last seen at the Varna Airport on july eighth of twenty fourteen. The day he was hoping to fly home to Germany, he was caught salting with the airport doctor when they, interrupt, when they were interrupted by a man who was part of a construction crew. But take, they got up and fled the doctor's office and then the main airport terminal. The security cameras show him running away. And then once outside the airport, he was seen climbing a fence, running into a meadow, and disappeared into an adjacent field of sunflowers near Bulgarian National Highway A2. Since then, he has not been since. According to um, Bulgarian doctor and German doctors, along with his mother, his unusual behavior has been uh, 
cited as a rare result or a rare side effect I should say of his medicine it's been known to induce psychotic side effects including hallucinations and paranoia but now let's talk about more of this not being a side effect you know every medication has side effects that I wear um, whether or not they actually happen but we gotta discuss the reality and the facts of this whole situation you gotta understand that medicine definitely uh, new medicine or medicine that hasn't been taken in a while doesn't work in your system right away you know maybe if it's sleeping med yes but other type of medicine that deals with more mental issues takes up to five to seven days or so for the medicine to actually work. So when we talk about the reality of the situation, we're not going to be worried about the medicine. We're going to be focused on these guys that he had a confrontation with. You know, it's odd in a certain stance that the four men would just go out and have him killed over a game of football. But the reality of it is, it can happen. It's stupid, but really could happen at any time so without that being said did these men find him I don't know you know he disappeared and right now we're uh, going to look at the security footage and I'm going to describe it to you in short. So the scary footage starts out with him calmly walking. Um, I'm guessing it's the airport, you know, goes into a room, then suddenly runs out. Um, I'm guessing this is where he meets the doctor and the construction man is, uh, interrupted him. He then runs outside. I don't know if he actually jumps the fence. Um, but it seems like he's about to leave the terminal or wherever he is. And then he just takes off, um, onto the street and just, that's the last that anyone has ever seen of him. And that's the last, uh, image of him as he disappears around a corner. Uh, onto a different street. Just rewatching it really fast, just to make sure that I didn't miss anything. But it it does look like it's an airport terminal, uh, as it says, uh, Varena Airport. And once he uh, exits the terminal, you know he kind of stops running until he you know, turns onto a different street. 
And that what makes this mysterious about this case is we don't really know what happened. We just don't. It's hard to say what happened. It, it is possible that he just uh, disappeared on his own. When I'm saying that, it's, it's hard to say. But let's, I know that I kind of veered off track with uh, Fort Him, man. Um, let's talk about that and the possibility of them actually fighting him. We take into the consideration of this construction worker possibly being a informer or, you know, even one of the hitmen. And that he noticed Lars and he like, hey, I know you, you know, and Lars takes off. And then he calls up the other guys and says, hey, you know, I almost had Lars. Lars is heading, you know, away from the terminal. Find him and kill him. Now, obviously, I can't assess any other footage like if there was such thing as street cameras or business cameras I all I could assess was what I could find but it is very possible that the reason that he is missing isn't because he's actually missing and alive it's because he's missing and dead and these hitmen as other, any other hitmen, no matter where you find them, where they are in the world, they're really good at taking away a body and having it never be found. So the possibility of him being dead is higher, in my opinion, than he, uh, him being alive. Sadly, but whether or not they ever find his body, that's hard to say. Um, I, I think that it's important to note that I have no idea if uh, he ever, or the police ever questioned this construction man or anything like that. Let's see. This article is from July 19th, 2020 from the Berlin Spectator. Let me just skim over this case. I don't know if this is the same case. Um, I guess it is. Um, so there has, I think, been a lead in this case. In, uh, 2019, a truck driver picked up an unknown hitchhiker in Dresden and took him all the way to Schildau in Brandenburg's Oberhavel County, just north of Berlin. 
and the trucker became aware of Lars of the Lars Matank uh, case later and said the man he took to Shildow looked like an older version of the missing person he saw on the picture. Sandra Matank, who was Lars' mother, uh, has been suffering for a while. She even hired a private, private detective who looked for Lars in Bulgaria. She was on German and Bulgarian TV. She uh, continues to keep on spreading the word all over Facebook. Over the years, she's received messages and photos from all over the world, including of one man who resembles Lars in South America. It turned out this individual was from the United States and had disappeared himself when he walked all the way from the U.S. to Colombia. Um, there has also been many false leads. Um, the trucker's story seems to have her convinced that this is um, worth the time and everything to research. She believes that Lars may have lost his memory and um, he might not look young, carefree, or neat anymore like he does on the old photos. According to the truck driver's account, he had long hair, wore a beard, his eyes looked tired, and his cheekbones stood out. Let's see if there's anything else. No, if there's nothing new besides that. I don't know if I can actually uh, check that out or not, but it's worth looking into. You know, that's something that I would double check. And it, it kind of does make sense just to disappear um, off the grid for the instance of these guys that supposedly um, were there to kill him and were hired as hitmen. You know, staying off the grid is one of the smartest ideas with a case like this because the simple fact that if you pop up and they know that you're still alive, they can always come back and find you. No, I'm not saying every single one of them would, but it's just the possibility of no survival. The possibility of, you know, if I pop up, guess who's going to find me? So it's always a possibility that he is alive and it's just hiding. Why he doesn't go back home, I have no idea. I could also guess that it's because... He just wants to stay as low and off the grid as he can. But if you have any information, you know, about this case, you know, whether it is for the police or whatnot, you can always go tip it off if uh, you ever choose to. Let's go look at his uh, missing persons report, I guess. 
I can always post that if I need to. Um, but you can contact the investigative agency by their phone number 491-51-6137-8673 or the German police at area code 49110. Without going much farther into this, See you guys next time on the next episode of whatever series we're going to do next. And enjoy.